What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 115 of The VK Bros. With The VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell on a sunny, beautiful Saturday morning and get prepared for what possibly might be the greatest show we've ever done or it could be my worst show I've ever done as I've been awake since 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, what time is it now? It's 9.30. It is 9.30. So I've got a large black coffee. I've got a can of cola here ready to go. So plenty of... Plenty of sugar too. Plenty of stimulants. Some uppers. Lots of uppers there. Lots of uppers. I need them. Yeah. Uh, Life's a downer. Well, yeah, yeah. My my son's a downer. Yeah. Um, so Jakey boy has got like five teeth coming through all at the same time at the moment, which is ridiculous because for starting seven months, and I'm pretty sure Nate didn't start getting teeth at all till like ten months. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you're not supposed to get that many at the same time. It's supposed to be like drip feed them through. But yeah, like five teeth, four across the top and one down the bottom. He's just not having it at the moment. And the worst thing is too, is that normally he, like to relax him, you give him his dummy. But his mouth's so sore now. Yesterday, for like the first time ever, he spit in the dummy. So like, couldn't go to, like cheat code, no longer works. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I might fall asleep during this. I hope you guys don't. Well, my, Alex will just keep carrying the flag. My night was slightly disjointed because... Uh, I had a nap in the after- yesterday afternoon, so I and then a pizza, and then I s- and then I stayed up to like ten o'clock. I usually go to bed at nine, mm-hmm. and had a completely uninterrupted sleep till I woke up about five thirty. So yeah, man, you know it's we're all we're all feeling it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we all, we're all feel going it. through on it. Well, I'm sure that one day when we're still doing this pod, when we're like seventy or eighty years old, and you know, you're in a home because there's no one to look after you. and Robots. And my kids will... Actually, yeah, you better afford robots. Who the robots, yeah. Um, now, I feel a bit like Frank Costanza this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the things I want to say! <laughs> First of all... Is this going to be the airing of grievances? This is the airing of grievances. Not my grievances. Early society. Society. Here we go. Let's go. So yesterday, Tash and I went out for lunch. Mm-hmm. And... You you have said before that service has been lacking. Yeah. Well, I had a double banger yesterday. Right. So first of all, after lunch, and it was nothing special, sushi train, right? Mm. Went to sushi train. So I don't expect excellent service. Mm. But I did expect more than when my credit card went through, she got the receipt and yawned in my face. <laughs> Because I got your money. Service ends as soon as I've got your money. Okay, so that, yeah, that was <laughs> not, and no thank you after that, just a literal yawn in my face. No <laughs> apology for yawning. It's just, just a yawn, dude, right in my face. It's so funny because, like, in the last two years, everyone's literally been wearing masks to, like, stop breathing on each other. Yeah, yeah. So a yawn's, like, one of the most offensive things you can do to someone at the moment. Open up your mouth as as wide as it will go and breathe all that hot air on people. So then after that, I want to get myself a little snacky snack. Mm. And there's this fancy French patisserie that sells overpriced pastries. Nice. So I picked out two overpriced jam donuts. Mm -hmm. No, jam donut, Nutella donut. Mm. They were super ordinary too. I would not bother. I can't even remember what the, the thing's called, but... And it was like $10 for two. It's like $5 each. Wow. And And they're dressed to the nines. Beautiful shop, beautiful produce. Like, it looks beautiful. Mm. When my credit card payment went through then, I wrote this down, she replied with, that's all good. (laughs) 
I just spent ten dollars on donuts, and she said, "That's all good." I know it's all good. That's why I'm here. <laughs> what you're supposed to do is thank me for my custom. Yeah. This is wild. How bad people like how 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 few fucks are given mm. to customer service. Well, like I, I I can't remember if I spoke to you about this on the pod before, but it seems like there's some sort of fast food word track guide that they give to the staff in the drive-thru where when they hand you your food they go there's that one for you (laughs) like they're supposed to run you through what the order is so you can confirm that they put the right food in there but literally it doesn't matter which kfc maccas hungry jacks doesn't matter Every single one of them goes, there's that one for you. Yeah, do you know why yeah, they thanks. do that, though? It's so it could, they can't they be could, cornered, because if, if it's got the wrong thing in that's it, right. then they'll have to address it, but yeah, they don't want to address it. Because no one ordered, it. It's that one. Yeah, it's that one. It's that one that they gave yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're correct. But shout out to Arrivederci. Arrivederci and Pizza in Milton. Mm-hmm. Great pizza. Even better service. And I actually spoke to the owner about this yesterday, because he put a spray up about QR codes, which, which we had spoken about. Yep, yep. And... Um, we had a, a bad QR code experience during the week too when I took the Auto Bros for lunch and we had to order on the QR code. Still? Still. Where? It's all staying at the golf course, at, at the, um, uh, I can't even, uh, Victoria, Victoria Park, Park. Victoria yeah. Park. And they, douchebags. <laughs> they bring the food out. I'm like, oh, we're still waiting on the drinks. And I said, I said to the lady, I said, look, traditionally the drinks come first. Mm. And she goes, huh, Okay. And then I had to ask again to get the drinks. And the other bad thing is everyone gets orders at different times. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Anyway, so he, I had a spray to him and he's like totally agree because his mum went out. His mum's 75 years old, mm-hmm. pays cash for everything, couldn't order. They, and they said, no, yeah. we don't. You have to do it through the app. She goes, I've got a flip phone. Like, this is not going to do it. She, they walked out. Wow. So anyway, anyway, um, shout out to him. You can walk in that place. You're greeted at the door. Mm. It's it's oh hello welcome it's you know um, um is like dine in or or take away yeah. you walk past like they've got like an open kitchen yeah. where the chefs are there the chefs will say hi to you yeah. as you walk through really really nice the the manager there Jin she knows like me by name so yeah. she'll say oh hello Alex you know no one like, finds that surprising it, it's it's so good and it's just I think I wonder if that's a pizza thing because we've got a pizza joint on our street called Do One Pizza same story. Great bloke, right. uh, treats you like gold when you walk through there. Nothing's too difficult. Um, I can't even think of like specific examples off the top of my head, but it's been th- oh things like um, I ordered pizza there once, and I went to sit in my car and I said, "Oh, can you just maybe give me a wave when um, when the, well, the order's ready because I've got my kid in the car." And he goes, "No, no, like you know, I'll bring it out to you," and like just just makes you feel like nothing is like you actually felt like a real customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they want your business; they actually mm. want you to come back because you've enjoyed the experience and the food. Um, Mum and Dad went to Stanthorpe on the weekend. If you want good service, apparently go to Stanthorpe. They had uh, two different experiences at different wineries. Don't know which wineries they were. Like two wine tasting things back to back. Now they thought one thing was funny. One of them was paid for. The other one was free. The free one, the wines were way better than the paid for one. Interesting. Which makes you wonder if the free one knows the wine is good, so people will buy wine when they finish. Uh, I would say whereas it's more the paid one knows the wine is shit, and therefore they need to get the money up front because <laughs> no one's buying from oh, the yeah, gift shop on the way out. Maybe I don't know, but 
they were saying that one of the restaurants that they went to had, it was all teenagers, every single one of them. And, you know, we know what, like, teenage services like, especially on the Goldie. Not their fault. It's the manager's fault, not telling them. But, yeah, anyway. Carry yeah, on. but they're usually doing these ones where, like, they're literally serving you with their mobile phone in their hand in front of their face, like, between you and their face while they're serving you. That's what Goldie uh, teen service is like. But, no, apparently, every one of these teenagers, like... The local school or something's got apparently a really good hospitality program, wow. okay, cool. and these kids on fire. Like great service, polite, did everything for them. They said it was fantastic. It's one of the best service experiences they've had in a long time. That's good. Okay, so there is some contrast, but I, I I would shout out to anyone that that does is in the service industry, and I consider myself in the service industry, and mm. and it doesn't take much to like stand above the rest. It's it's serious. Like, I was literally having that conversation with my parents about that. All you literally have to do to look like you're above average is just do what your business says it will do. Whatever the service is yeah. you're supposed to provide, if you can provide that service, you're actually you're standing there. above the pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's mental. Now, Absolutely mental. That's the easy stuff. Now I want to talk about something which I think has the potential for some concern. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't consider myself a big conspiracy guy mm-hmm. I do enjoy them so maybe I am YouTube considers you a conspiracy theorist yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I just have noticed some signals mm-hmm. locally yep. nationally mm-hmm. that got me uh, hypersensitive to it your radar was stunned my radar was pinging I reached out to our chat group early on in the week and then in subsequent days it got more confirmed. You were, you were seeing more breadcrumbs to lead to it throughout the week. Yeah, and what this that, is really interesting. And what that is, and I've, I have written some notes here, and I did some dumb, dumb. So I might be out of, out of. I did some dumb, like copy, cut, cut and pasting, and I think I stuffed it up. But anyway, airport security. Yeah. To me, this week in particular has been a hot button topic. Mm-hmm. So we had on. The 11th. So what's today? Today's the 15th. We had on the uh, the 11th a uh, Melbourne... So they basically kicked everyone out of the Melbourne terminal yeah. Yeah. because someone had got through to the terminal without going through security. Yeah. Kicked everyone out, re-secured them. And they, it was f- on the news for... Hours that morning. Hours. Now, I didn't see any of it. Did they explain either what the person was doing or how they got I'll come to that caught? later. Okay. I'll come to it later. Right. It was hours, hours, and they just talked to outraged people the whole time. Yeah, okay. How long have you been here for? I've been six hours already. I'm still here. Rah, rah, rah. And they just... And they'll so they were outraged because the terminal's closed, not because someone got through security. No, but it, but it kept on being tied to the fact that someone got through security. Right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then the day after, there was a... No, two days after, there was... No, sorry, the day after, Qantas Industrial Action by their ground staff. Yep. They want better working conditions, better money. Day after that, there was 50, 50 cuffs on a Jetstar airplane mm-hmm. where they needed to go back and get these guys kicked off. Yep. A month prior to this, mm-hmm. I know I'm going all over the shop, but a month prior, 
the same security, a similar security breach happened at Adelaide Airport. Right. <clears throat> Literally exactly 30 days prior. Okay. 11th to the 11th. Right. A month prior to that was when, uh, a month and a bit prior to that, sorry, no, exactly a month prior to that was when in Melbourne Airport, a guy walked in and shot the, he shot a gun at the glass. That's right. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that to me got my juices flowing, right? Because mm. I'm like, why such a, why such a focus around airports? Yeah. Now, the closure on all these things, all those, all those events, as blown up as they were, were actually very minor. Yeah. The guy in Melbourne, that this most recent one, he was taking a connecting flight went to the baggage area thinking he needed to get his bags, then realised, oh, like, no, my bags automatically get put onto the next flight, so just walk back in. Yeah. That was what it was all over. Right, okay. But you had to listen really close to un- like to have that loop closed. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that was... The feeling that was, that was the put sentiment. out there, the sentiment was Melbourne Airport shut down due to security breach, everyone angry and upset. Correct. Because of the security breach. Correct, correct, yeah, yeah. correct. How can we do this? How you know? scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then what scared me even more, and you know me, I don't like being, I'm an optimist, mm-hmm. but this is what got me even more. Tuesday, I think it was, is the uh, 20th anniversary of the Bali bombing, mm. and Albanese was at a memorial at Coogee Beach, now, I, I want to say this. I've actually been happy with everything that he's done so far. Not everything, but most things. Most things. I think he's handled things quite well. I think the, uh, I think the this stuff about the budget that's coming out, I, I've actually been very content with... He did try to sign us on to the World Health Organization. Don't like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I agree with you. But All, he said... The some... majority of things so far I've been, I've been impressed with. So he did the rounds in the news, and he said something that really alarmed me. Mm. So 20, 20 years since the Bali bombing, 88 Australians died in the Bali bombing. Yeah. Okay. He said, and I quote, because I lost the quote, then I found it's on YouTube. You can go and find this on YouTube. We need to recommit and fight against terrorism wherever we find it. What? Right, yeah. When was the last terrorist attack that we had? I don't know. In Australia, I don't know. Maybe Lint Siege? Would that be the the last one? Yeah, I guess so. Which, that was what, eight, years, eight or nine years ago? So we are now rehashing. Yeah, now we're, we're, we have to recommit to the war. Re- like to Why terrorism? do we have to recommit to it? Oh, did we not do any counter-terrorism before? Yeah, yeah. That's so that how I read it was. Oh, we're going to go through this again. Twenty year cycle. We never learnt from the last one. Mm. We're going to go in it again. That's yeah. what I see. So I'm yeah, I'm the, very sensitive to what happens yeah. going forward because there was also some stuff like they got slid through by Peter Dutton when when the Libs were in charge. Mm. There's a lot of domestic terrorism stuff being yeah. spoken about. A lot of digital stuff that's that's yeah. that's come in. And I would have thought additional surveillance stuff. Yeah, I would have thought when Albo comes in, he's going to undo a lot of that stuff. Mm-mm. But that's that made me think. Oh no, there's something else. Like there's something else coming. Yeah. And the fact that it was always at domestic issues, domestic terminal issues. 
Mm. It's Australian stuff. It yeah. was it wasn't international like it was last time around. Makes me think that you're gonna try and get us to focus on things that are happening domestically, and I think a domestic terrorism play is coming. It's the same play as what America's pulled over the last two years. They did the same things. Like remember all the news stories out of America about like the FBI being called because of parents showing up at school board meetings concerned about like some of the books that were in like the kids libraries like they were reading these books that have like you know these are young children with these books that they're reading which has got like graphic uh sexual details in it Mm. pictures descriptions uh which and and they're like feeding this stuff to kids and there was parents that showing up school board meetings upset about it and they were literally being looked at like domestic terrorists There, there was this big I can't remember the full story. I mean, anyone who goes looking for it will be able to find it. But um, there was this mem- uh, memorandum that got sent out uh, f- uh, f- from Merrick Garland, the like head of the, I think, I can't remember if he's FBI or CIA. I think he must be FBI. Um, which was literally talking about people being on notice and people getting flagged on watch lists for showing up at these uh, parents and teacher meetings and voicing their concerns. And they were being, and the concern about all this terrorism stuff, and this is where anyone needs to educate themselves on it, that if you get deemed as a terrorist or a terrorist threat, the laws are completely different. Yeah, you got right. no rights. Yeah. You got no rights. You can get locked up with, on no charges still people in indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. And the concern for me listening to you starting to detail the stuff is a few things. Number one, there's obviously a lot of civil unrest towards government decision-making in the last couple of years. For sure. In not, only, the world. not only our country, all over the world, right? Now, as more things start to come out about the facts around the COVID stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into mm. today as well, there's going to be more unrest that comes out of that. Because naturally, you've already got the crew of red pillars that were have already been saying the same stuff for the last 12 yeah. months. Now you're getting more people starting to come across because they're starting to see the data actually, like it's now getting beyond reproach. Yeah. So are the, is the government just planting the seeds now on domestic terrorism because anyone who's seen as an instigator or as a, you know, someone who is spreading misinformation, or sorry, malinformation as we yeah. uh, confirmed last week, Anyone who's spreading that, do you get put on a terrorist watch list and next thing you know, you get locked up so you stop causing trouble for the government? I mean, I, I, I don't like... I don't want to tie those things together. I... The way... Because I think they would have done that already when they had the powers to do so. So I, I would have thought, especially like in Victoria, you know, that, that girl that got uh, arrested in her house in her yeah, pajamas, yeah. right? And that's all been... Like, they has been kicked out of court and... Uh, so I don't think it's that. I think it's a new thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a new reprisal of an old tactic. Yeah, which is okay. How do we slide some more, uh, some more security measures, security in. measures yeah. in? And let's be real: domestic flight is far easier than commercial flights. Yeah. Okay. So what do they want next? Well, that was my first thought when you, because uh, you originally flagged with me the airport terminal story, the first one, the person getting through without going through security. Because that flagged with you straight away. And my first thought was facial recognition technology. Yeah. This will become justification for facial recognition. And again, they'll sell it as convenience. Oh, you don't even need to check in now. You yeah. just walk through and it scans your face and it'll save you time and it'll yeah. be safer and blah, blah, blah. 
and because you guys probably remember all the recent uh, hoopla about private companies doing facial recognition stuff. That's like what my Bunnings. barber said. I got my hair cut, and we're talking right. about. It and he goes, "Oh, well, Bunnings used it, mm-hmm. so why wouldn't an airport?" You know. Mm-hmm. And it even makes you wonder if it's like, you know. Obviously, the government didn't come out and go, Bunnings, you shouldn't have done that, bad boy Bunnings. Mm. Government didn't, didn't say shit. They're, they're quite happy for as much surveillance as, as they can possibly get, right? Yeah. And like you are saying, like it's, it's the same play time and time again. You, you create a problem, which then creates a justification for whatever play they want to make mm. next. And you know we saw that with COVID. We've, we're seeing it with sending money to Ukraine. Like they, they create the conditions which make the majority of the public, which in a democracy is all that matters, yeah. all you need to do is fool the majority, that then gives them justifications to do whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah, so keep an eye on that space there. Just be... like there's a, So there's, there's a couple flags that we want to put in. I, like we've, we've predicted here, we think that climate alarmism is going to be the big one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still... I still think we'll see... Climate lockdowns. I still, I still think yeah, that agreed. that could happen. Well, I posted something about that during the week with Melbourne being one of the first, well, has joined six other cities around the world in hiring chief heat officers. It's funny because I was having a conversation about climate with a young, a youngin, twenty mm-hmm. one year old. Yep. What color was their hair? No, it was the natural, natural oh, color. Right. But uh, obviously, they voted. Greens and for, for, all, for all the for all the reasons why they thought was really right and yeah and he had said I'm like oh do you think the world's getting hotter and he goes oh I just remember this day it was really really hot I'm like how, how long ago was that and he's like well oh, ten years ago I'm like also oh, it's been cooler since mm-hmm. and I, I know that don't rip my head off it was it was a joke I made yeah. a joke to the guy but there is a bit of that like but if you actually go and look at the data uh, the the global warming trend continued until like the early 2000s and then i think it was i don't know 02 03 or something like that that hasn't gotten any warmer since then it yeah. stopped yeah and then all of a sudden like because when we grew up in the 90s it was global warming yeah that was the buzzword global warming the globe is getting hotter and notice how even though they've traded out the terminology from global warming to climate change because again they they've realized that if the climate stopped getting hotter, you can't keep calling it yeah, global yeah, yeah. warming. Yeah. So you change the number. Yeah. But they still don't change the fear metric. Yeah, it's just like still war keep... on terror. That's right. It's a war on a word. Yeah, that's well, right. climate change. We need to fight against the changing of climate. That's right. And all of these... Which way? Well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And all... isn't it funny that the people that want you to fight it are the ones, like the worst polluters? The ones that the ones that want you to fight it are flying in Learjets to all the rich places in the world to talk well, about he- it. Well, here's a fun fact for you. The American military creates more carbon emissions than Denmark, the country. Yeah, man. They're exempt from the climate calculations. Mm. So with we're sort of we're sort of moving around a fair bit here, but like on the on the climate change front a little bit. Uh, Queensland government, all I get on my on the VK Bros Facebook page, because I don't follow anyone with that page, is Queensland Labour government politicians talking about all the renewable energy shit that we're buying and putting into Queensland. Yeah, but I know what that's about. I think I know what that's about now. It's just more profiteering. No, because an article came out this week about their overspending. They went $2 billion over budget. 
and I reckon I reckon they said we know this report's about to come out. We need to light up our um, our feed. We need yeah. to make the noise about all this green stuff, and every because everyone associates the green shift with the cost increase. Yep. We know that we've got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a way to get rid of. Look, you're probably right when it comes to the timing of yeah, because there was another article I saw, which has again just leaked out where the Queensland government has been caught out only releasing the quarterly health data uh, at specific times. And there's been, uh, did you see this? There no. was like, I think I, I think I took a screenshot of it. So there's text messages where basically the whoever is the person who's put together the data is texting on oh no, I don't I don't have it um they're texting going hey can we drop this data now and they're getting replies back and I don't know if it's from Yvette Darth herself or other people in her office but they're like oh yeah no look we're just waiting on this thing and that thing above and anyway turns out it looks like they only wanted to drop this data 15 minutes before the last sitting day where people oh, yeah right yeah. so picking and choosing when they actually launch data yeah. Uh, to suit themselves politically. Yeah. And like literally sat on this health data for over a week. It could have been released to the public, should have been released to the public, deliberately sat on it and then got the shits because it was supposed to be released like 15 minutes before the 10 o'clock sitting session. And because the staff actually wanted to do a good job, they had it all, all the ducks lined up in a row and it got released at 7.45am and then the government got the shits over it and people got like dressing downs because right. they released the health data too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I find interesting about all the, the renewable energy push, I think to a degree you are right. It's because they've spent over budget and they're trying to get a bit of good press. Like, oh, you know, we're only over budget because of renewable energies that we're supporting because yeah. we're good people and blah, blah, blah. Because that was the number one, like $500 million of the $2 million was for some green... Yeah, yeah, they're doing like blah, wind blah, farm, blah. solar, blah, blah. Yeah, um, to, to move our uh, 2% of the 2%. Yeah. But to three percent of two percent. But it is just—it's the same play again. It is taking—it is you're using climate change as the buzzword to get people emotionally charged up and out about the fear that we're doing irreparable damage to the climate. So we need to throw all of our taxpayer money, hundreds of millions of dollars, at these renewable energy sources. Even though just last week there was the Energy Council, where a major energy providers come out going, uh the energy price is going to be up 35% next year, yeah. right? This renewable stuff ain't ain't solving that problem right now. But we're throwing all, the, all this money at it and Queensland's giving themselves big ups going like, look at what we're doing. We're doing all these great things. But they, they don't deliver on any of this stuff. So when you look back at, go back to just at the beginning of the pandemic, all they spoke about was millions and millions and millions of dollars getting funneled towards health. Guess what? The health system's not fixed. The health system is still in trouble. We did commit 80, uh, was it $80 million to put tents out the front of hospitals? Yeah. Right? So now they're like, oh, they're talking about all this other money that they're going to do to build hospitals now. And it's like... It's the same play over and over again. You take the buzz term of the day, you use that buzz term as the justification to commit all these hundreds of millions of dollars worth of taxpayer money, and then those projects either, they do maybe get done, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's too late, maybe it's after the thing you, you actually need it, i.e. the WellCamp yep. uh, facility, where that was built after it had any use, so it was just a, a, a cost hole to the yep. taxpayer. And I can't help but see this renewables push as the same thing. 
but it is just an easy way to get people G'd up to agree to hand over all this all this money. It's funny talking and about it. Who's who's attached to the Labour government? Unions. So where who do you think's getting all of this money to build all this infrastructure? The unions. And then what happens? Well, you can only work on those jobs if you're a member of the union. So you've got to join the union. And guess what happens with your union fees? A percentage of union fees get sent back to the Labor government for campaigning purposes. It's, um, it's a racket. There, there was, there's some real mismanagement in here too. Because when you, when you, when you pump money into an into a, uh, industry, you're ripe for being taken advantage of. Yes. And I just watched a video during the week. There was an American company that got $25 million worth of government funding to create some new battery tech. Mm-hmm. And they created this beautiful, like, catalyst chemical that is way better than lithium batteries. Lasts right. for 30 years instead of 10. Yep. And is uh, cheaper to make. And and just through mismanagement and bureaucracy, that the red tape, they couldn't license it. So now China has it. Yeah. So but- China invested. So China could move. China's now got all the tech. The, mm-hmm. the manufacturers moved to China and now yep. they sell it to America. But by mismanagement, you mean people couldn't make enough money out of it. So they deliberately mismanaged it to push other technologies I, that they were already invested no, in. No, no, no. I don't, no, I don't want to say that. I don't think that's what it is. I, I think it's genuine, I, genuinely like, hey, we want to create this technology. We want to get... We want Americans to do it, mm. you know? And then... But they don't, they're not capable of harnessing their own knowledge. Nah, and see, the Chinese yeah. are. The Chinese are like... They, they get it. Oh, you, no, are, you are too optimistic. In, but like, we're, we're the opposites because you, you want to believe the right things. I believe that this is just like the hydrogen debate we had the other day. The, the powerful people who make all the money put the handbrakes in place so these things don't happen so they can continue to profit out of whatever it is they're currently working on. But, and this is like, but the outcome's still the same, though. The tech still comes going. out, but it comes from China. Yeah, maybe they get their ducks in a row and invest in it in China. Maybe they sell the technology to China. Who fucking knows? You can't sell anything to China. Why not? Because they just take it. Because they don't have intellectual property laws. Okay. So that's so that's so, but, that's, why, maybe, that's where your argument falls apart. Well, it doesn't because you still you still have to wait for China to produce it. They it's done. So they, no, here's so this 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 is where your argument does make sense. If it's about profiteering. Mm-hmm. Nobody profits from it except the Chinese, right? But, also but, no but the opportunity was lost. The opportunity was lost yeah. through mismanagement in America. America, if they had just signed the line, got the license done, yeah. the Americans could be producing, the Americans could be making mm-hmm. uh, money out of that, that same thing. Mm-hmm. But what happened was because they, they delayed it, mm-hmm. no one was willing to put any money in it, some Chinese investor goes, yeah, I will, comes here, done, and then they've already, they've already and started. why was no one willing to put money into it? Because there's no license, you can't invest in it. With there's, there's no license, because so they're already making red tape. money out of something else. And you didn't want to, all the money they've already invested in yeah, these other technologies then goes to waste if you then no, launch this brand new product. That's assuming that the technology never comes out, but you know it's going to come out because Not it's assume, a good product. No, no, but it just delays it. But it didn't delay it. It, it only delayed it for America, and China picked it up and has already produced it. So exactly. there was no delay. Here's, here's one of the examples I can give you about where I think that we deliberately make the wrong decisions for profiteering, and that is this renewable energy stuff. One of, one of the biggest money makers that the Queensland government has is coal exports. So we want to talk about how we're all green energy friendly and we're the best people about climate change, but we're still selling all of our coal overseas. So we are happy to sell it to someone else for them to burn it. We're all one planet. We're one world, yeah. right? But we want our people to pay for the, all this renewable shit. 
when it's like the coal's still getting burnt. So it's the same argument as... Is that, but that's th- what... I agree with what you had just said. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with what this case But it was. does, because it is an example of when you've got a technology here that we could already use, but it's the easiest, the best way to profit out of it is to sell that overseas, and then the best way to profit about like from your people is you justify the taxpayer expenditure into the renewables you that you already it. invested no, in. but that, that's not what happened here. It was not sold. It was literally like dustballed. Yeah, but do you not think that maybe some powerful people who already invested in the uh, opposing technologies didn't want it to happen? No, that only worked. No, because because that that play is I'll buy it and shelve it. That's what all companies have done. They'll buy that technology and shelve it mm. so that that technology doesn't come out. Okay. You don't mismanage it to let China do it. The product still came out. Mm. It just came out by the wrong, from the wrong people. So, so how does China what, get a hold of it? Invest. We we can get so so. Uh, there'll be a company sitting there going, "Man, we're, we're wanting to make this thing, mm. but I can't get through the red tape." Yeah. Someone, a Chinese investor, goes, "Bring it over here, and I'll get it done tomorrow." Mm. Boom, done. Yeah. So someone still had to sell it to China. No, it's not sold. It's not sold. So, but how do they get the technology? If they like, they, you wouldn't. You, China wouldn't pick up the phone and go, "Hey, bring it over here, and we'll get it done tomorrow." If you're not making money out of it. Yeah, now something had to do no, with no, they're making money out of it now. Like the, yeah, the, no, Chinese... the person who created the technology has to make money out of it. Yeah, but they're going to make what? money. But they're going to make money either way. But they do mm-hmm. in America, do in China. They're going to make money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it it was purely a case of whether you're going to do it in America, where everyone thinks that it's going to be done and wants it to be done and invest in America, mm-hmm. or the opportunists, China, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's why it's that's why it doesn't fit with your example. I agree okay. with the things that you had said about there are people that are trying to stop stifle stuff from happening. Mm-hmm. This wasn't stifling because it still came out. Okay. So what technology was this again? It was a it's a battery. It's a battery <coughs> that stores the same amount of energy as what lithium does. Can you remember what the compound is? No, it's a proprietary compound. The only problem with it is it's, Is it mRNA? No, no. It's it's sulfuric sulfuric. Right. It's acidic, so so the the only threat is that like as it degrades, but it degrades over thirty years. Once it degrades, the, and you have like a leak, you've got like an acidic leak. That's really the only downside to it. But the benefit of it is that it's so much more. Um, you get so much more life span out of it. So therefore, like the recycling is not as much of an issue. Are you searching for it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just having a look. Uh, I'll see if I'm I trying can... to find something. Um, it's in, it was really interesting tech because I think we need to get better. Lithium's not not the answer, oh, and it doesn't it doesn't have like rare earth mineral minerals in it. It's got like really abundant guff in it. Oh well, then of course the the West isn't going to support it because in in support of climate change, we want to double the amount of dirt we dig out of, out of the earth, which is what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. I that. think it's mismanagement. I think it's mismanagement more than it is. I think the thing they, you're saying happens. The government to... seems to mismanage a lot. And that's where yeah, yeah, but that's but that's that's my point. My, so my point, my point is like, we also need to be aware that if we're going to be doing these big projects, mm. that there is going to be exploitation. There's going to be a lot of little companies that start up sodium glass electrodes. Yeah, I think it was a sodium based one. SGE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to American lose. tech startup. Yeah. Government funded. So much like. So it falls so, more it falls more in line with the government paying for the mRNA technology from overseas, and then uh, and then the independent companies getting to make all the, the money out of it, and the taxpayer not getting anything out of it. Yeah, so kind of closer to that. Yeah, you, you socialize the cost and privatize the profits. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it also falls into line with well, in this what, in this case you've communized the profits. Socialism, communism, yeah. I think. but that's that's like what happened with the vaccines in Australia. Like we had a vaccine, uh, Nikolai Petrovsky from yeah. South Australia created a vaccine. It's still sitting on the TGA's desk. Yeah. So instead of us buying the homegrown one, because hey, it's really hard to embezzle money when all the tax records stay in the same country. We had well, to Monash send... University. Have, uh, was it Monash? Monash Uni had, had AstraZeneca. That was there. That, yeah. No, it's Oxford AstraZeneca. Uh, what was what was the Monash? One? Monash was the one that tried one, and then they pulled it early yeah. because everyone was getting the false positives for HIV. Yeah. So they probably rather that now compared to what the <laughs> potentially, but that's thing. So, so we, a stat that I'd heard during the week, and I, I, I guess we're I guess we're moving there. Mm. So the big the big news. We should start with the big news. The big news is that we should start with the big news. Thirty six minutes. In. <laughs> the big news is that. Uh, a Pfizer spokesperson grilled by the European Union effectively admitted that... Well, you explain it because I, I I actually see it differently to the way the world is saying it. So you, you tell the story. So the, the European Union had a committee meeting where they invited the heads of the vaccine companies to come and answer questions. And the clip that's gone viral this uh, week is a Dutch parliamentarian asked the question... Now, sorry, I should take a step back. Albert Baller, who's the CEO of Pfizer, didn't show up. So funnily enough, he's been all over the world, all over TV, appearing everywhere the last two years in a row when it comes to selling his jabs. But then when they actually want to ask real questions, didn't show up. Sent Jane Smith, if that is her real name, to answer questions on his behalf. And the clip that went viral, it actually cuts out. There was a lot more that happened in that committee meeting that is included in this clip. For example, a lot of the parliamentarians going, where the fuck is Albert Baller? Right. Like, they were very upset, right? Yeah, because, yeah. and even one of the, um, I, I, I don't know who it was, but a lady was literally saying, uh, we need to have a vote of no confidence in this committee because if we can't even get them to show up to answer questions, yeah. what is the point? Yeah, how disrespectful of the company, like, to not even not even show up at the European Union's... Yeah. yeah. So the clip that went viral was uh, the, the Dutch gentleman asked them the question, was the mRNA, the, the Pfizer-BioNTech mRNA vaccine tested on its effects on transmission before the product was brought to market? And her response was, no. Uh, we had to move at the speed of science. Yeah. Uh, and it, so it wasn't... But you missed the line that I picked up. The uh, it, whether it was tested on immunization, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she will we'll post, I think I posted the clip on the Instagram page yeah. during the week as well. Uh, she uses different terminology in her response, which I kind of half thought might have been a flub, might have been deliberate. Just to I not, think it's deliberate, yeah, just to not use the same because it's like admitting to it without admitting to it because you flubbed a different word in there. Well, I think it's a twofold thing. Mm. It's either that, or she's speaking the absolute truth. Yeah, and they didn't test it for immunisation. Which is why they stopped calling it, get immunised, and they said, go get a jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they knew it. But I and think that, they and knew also, and like this and, is... And that product is what was sold to us. What she described is what was sold to us. Mm. But I still... In now, the end, in the end. In no, the end, yeah, in yeah. The end, yeah. But if you go back to the phase three trials, the phase three trial result said, headline, 95%... Efficacy at preventing symptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infection. 
that was the headline that was first sold to us. But then that wasn't fa- wasn't that wasn't phase three. I thought I thought that was the phase three. Trial. I thought it was the two because I thought the three no, was no, no, no. Um, hospitalizations and death. No, 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 no. Phase oh, yeah. three trial that came out that is like the twentieth of December twenty twenty or something like that, or, or maybe eighth of December twenty twenty because I've read it that many times. The phase three trial results said they had 95% efficacy at preventing symptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infection. That was the headline Mm. statement on it. So all of this bullshit that you've heard in the meantime about, oh, they never said it would stop you from getting it. Yeah, they did. Mm. And that's why I posted up during the the week as well. Uh, Fortunately, the the Australian government still got all of their um, advertising materials on the health.gov website. Yeah. So I, I posted all of those posters from the Spread Freedom campaign, yeah. which came out in late 2021. Yeah. Spread Freedom. What's the implication of that? It was get vaccinated, spread freedom. Yeah. So the implication behind that advertising campaign was if you got vaccinated, you're spreading freedom instead of COVID. Yeah. That was the implication. So, yeah, obviously the internet's gone a bit mental over this this week. Now, there was one part of the clip too, which I think people took out of context, where she goes on to say, because everything was moving so quickly, we had to do everything at risk. Now, the internet's gone, oh, it's at our risk. That's not really what she meant. What she meant was, the risk was Pfizer funded these trials and stuff themselves and paid for every, all the development up front. They spent like $2 billion. Yeah. So at risk oh, was, at we're risk. risking the, the finances sure. because we don't know whether this thing's actually going to get to yep. market or not. But, and they tried to play it off like they are trying to do the right thing for humanity. Yep. You guys did all right out of it. You know, it wasn't just for humanity. Yeah. But that's the part that the internet's got wrong. Is they're like, oh, at risk, at risk. You're not supposed to do... Science at the speed of science at risk. And it's like, no, no, the at risk was the financial risk. Well, I know, I, I kind of feel like the reason why some of the internet has taken it that way is because of another study that came out, I think it was out of Thailand, hmm. that talked about um, the, there was a, a number that said for the amount of hospitalizations and death the jab protected from. Mm-hmm added between four and 19 severe adverse reactions. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's, maybe the time, like people have been triggered by that and heard her say that. I agree with you. In in that context, it sounds like a financial risk. It's all starting to come out. I mean, like we spoke about last week, the, um, the Surgeon General of Florida coming out and changing the guidance. So now they, they, you can still go and get jabbed if you want to, but they do not recommend any mRNA vaccination for any male under the age of 40 yeah. and any child, male or female, under the age of 17. So I like the guidance, but I don't like where they got it from because I, I did some more research on that study. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty loose study. Uh, everything's a loose fucking study. Yeah, right? yeah. This hey, is... the new bivalent vaccine studied on eight mouses... That's pretty loose, bro. That's more loose than this, because at least this, this is 11 people. <laughs> <laughs> 11 people? They could have done yeah. it on one person, and yeah. that's better than eight mice. And the authors haven't... They don't know who the authors of the paper are. Who cares? Does it matter? Does it really matter? Like, how many... No, but... It, it, how many COVID-related studies I get have come it, out... I get it, if you want to be held into a higher regard... 
do in a high regard. Hey, I don't think science wants to be held in a high regard anymore. Well, science just wants to go back to the back rooms where everything just got decided back in the good old days and none of us knew about it. Well, that little... What's that What's that little... Um, what's that little internet blog? Um, oh, the British Medical Journal. Yeah, British Medical Journal. <laughs> yeah. Any John Campbell followers will uh, understand that reference. Yeah, well... They, and it's interesting too, when, when now that you've brought that up, the BMJ have been one of the ones that has been actually pushing back against the fact-checking stuff. And it, it, interestingly enough, British Medical Journal, we said a few times that England typically seems to be trying to be more sensible in regard, they still went crazy like everyone else did, but they've at least made a, far, a few more sensible decisions mm. than some of the other Western nations have. And it's probably not a coincidence that the BMJ is the one who pushed back a lot against Facebook's fact-checkers. Mm. And they put out all these open letters and stuff about, like, um, what was the... It was a study to do with ivermectin. And they they posted the study, it was peer-reviewed, and said, essentially, that ivermectin could have a positive effect on COVID. And then when people tr- shared it on Facebook, first of all, it came with a fact-check missing context mm. and then like you know independent fact checkers have assessed this as false blah blah and then if you actually went and you read through the fact check article at no point do they um specify anything that the article was got wrong they just say it and that's the headline and yeah. that's what people read and see and they move on with their day um but not only that it got worse again because too many people started sharing it so then facebook just stopped you from being able to share the article yeah so, yeah, they've been pushing back a little bit. And as we mentioned too, I wonder if maybe it's stuff like that, which is the reason why Facebook's starting to become a lot more lenient. Because since our YouTube strike, YouTube's not showing our content to literally anyone. Yeah. Instagram's not either. But Facebook, we're getting shown all around the world. But Instagram is Facebook. I know. But obviously, maybe they've got two different, different teams or something. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're trialing two different things. But some of our um, our reels on Facebook are getting... Eight, 9,000 views on Facebook from all over the world. We're getting shared by like 50, 60 year old mums in Brazil and shit. They could all be bots, but I don't care. Everyone's got bots watching the content or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe the, maybe the bots can learn something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when Skynet becomes a thing, they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll start us up. with a healthy dose of red pill. Yeah, potentially. But, um, yeah, we've sort of gone all over the shop. But yeah, the, the key the key point out of all this and what is interesting... Cause I had oh, there is something I want to I want to uh, add to this. You, cool. you weren't going to wrap it up? Uh, well, I was just going to say, uh, has anyone seen anything about this on mainstream media? Well, yeah. Career Mail. Right, okay. The Career Mail had posted something about the... Um, oh, I, sh- I think I should have screenshot it. Mm. But they're talking about it. Okay, so, it's so here we go. Here comes the shit. It's coming. Which is why it's so concerning bringing it back to the security thing. Mm. We're already trying to shift the focus to a national security domestic terrorism front. Yeah. So don't be surprised if certain people who've been speaking against the narrative in the last two years start getting painted as domestic terrorists. This is something I Probably wanted. starting with Avi Yamini, because everyone thinks he's Middle Eastern, even though he's Jewish. <laughs> so I... Um... <laughs> Someone showed me a clip of a guy, he's a he's a TikToker, he's a fitness guy, I think he's a fighter, don't know the guy's name. I've seen him pop up in a couple of a couple of things, he's very like outspoken. And he he was ripping anti vaxxers to shreds during mm-hmm. the um, so he's since come out after that article came out and said, I got it wrong. Right. I got it wrong, I shouldn't have said it, and I'll like definitely won't make the same mistake 
without like peeling a couple layers back. Mm-hmm. And he's been ripped to shreds by red pillars. Now, this is what I want to say. Mm, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. That's what response do you want? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to welcome people over to your team and, and actually work together again? Yeah. Like, this is not about... Like, right. I, I get it. Because uh, I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday who was on the Blue Pill team and has come around. And I said, like, the last two years was rough. It was really rough. Yeah. I know there's people who don't talk to me because of yeah. me... Um, sharing my views over the last two years. I, I understand that. Yeah. I knew there was a price to pay to do the right thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, those people, if they want to turn around and, you know, go back to normal, be mates again, because that was literally the only thing that yeah. we've had differences over, I'm open to it. But we absolutely, like, it's the dumbest thing in the world because we know what the game plan is. The game plan is divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Tap into the basic human instinct of safety and survival wanting to be part of the big group. So what do they do? Create two groups, one small than the other one, and they tell the big group to persecute the little group. And the sad thing is, what you saw in COVID, is you realise how uh, delicate society actually is because how many people are walking around who probably don't have an opportunity to exert any form of power on the world all of a sudden got an opportunity and felt emboldened to do yeah. so and started acting like the biggest fucking pricks on the planet. But guess what? Those people, just pull your head in and come on over. Yeah. Let's be nice to each let's, other. Let's be nice. And let's just say, hey, like, I can, I have total empathy for where they came from. Mm-hmm. They were spun a multi-billion dollar lie. Absolutely. And and uh, there was almost no outlet besides such a small... Like, think about, you know, talk about the, the vax rate. If they were to be true, mm. only 4% of Australia's population is unvaccinated. And out of that 4%, how many of them talk, talked about it? Mm. Yeah. A fraction, a fraction, a fraction, a fraction. Can I say something controversial? Yeah. The only, the only difference between COVID in Australia and the Holocaust was the internet. You had the internet back in Nazi Germany, possibly wouldn't have happened because you actually would have had a second point of view, a second perspective. The thing that really pulled people out, because there was some ugly shit that was happening in the last two years because people were getting all of their views from one perspective. At least there was an outlet to have a second one. And I was talking to someone yeah, about this I do, during... I do not like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's fine, whatever. You can throw, throw it out. Yeah. Just, we'll just cut that out and edit. No, way. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to someone about this during the week too where... I actually wonder if, like, there's a lot of talk about, like, some of the real full-on red pillars, in, especially in America, have talked about how it appears that the there is an attack on the nuclear family. The typical old-school family, mum, dad, couple of kids, there's, like, an attack on that family unit. And when you look over the past 20, 30 years, a lot of things have changed to make that make it easier to not participate in that. Number one, women being able to go to work, now women have options. So it's easier for a woman to get divorced once she's had children because she can actually go and get a decent job now and support mm. herself. Uh, then you've got all of the push towards all of the different gender identities and sexual preferences more specifically. So then you're, you're further degrading that, that typical family union. And one of the things, like, I was talking to mum and dad about this yesterday. And I said, one of the... One of the things that I think I'm really thankful for is that I grew up in a house with mum and dad. They're very different. So one of the things that comes naturally to me is knowing there's two different perspectives on an issue. Mm. 
if you grow up in a household with a single parent, it might be really difficult to see that there are more than one perspective mm. on an issue. Because obviously the things that you take in without it, like subconsciously when you're a child, which really create who you are as a person, as an adult, I don't, I'd never thought about it before, but I was like, are you, would you become more susceptible to accepting, for example, the mainstream narrative at face value if you grew up in a household with only a single perspective from a single parent? Not saying it, I'm not having a dick at single parents. Yeah. And honestly, some of the single, like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I, I already complained about having to fucking drive Jake around last night. I still get to take a break. I don't know how single parents do it. I'm not having a dick. You do the absolute best job you possibly can. But it really does make me wonder if if maybe there is a more natural inclination towards believing one news source when you grow up in... And, and it could be the same if you've got two parents who agree on absolutely everything. I think it's probably more that. I think it's, it's, it, I think it's more of a mindset of... Are you a, it's probably the difference between a headline... If you're a headline person, because it's very easy to be a headline person, mm. and if you're willing to talk about headlines, or if you actually read the article. It's, it's, it's probably... It's, it's, it's the opening line of the big short. Mm. It's, are you willing to have a look... Or are you not? So if you're inquisitive, you're yeah. probably going to ask a couple more questions. And I had the best example of that happened during the week too from a red pillar. And this is the thing. Red pillars aren't right all the time. Red pillars are headline readers too. Mm. Like both sides are as bad as each other. Yeah. I had a guy send me a um, an article about, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember her name. Some, some chick radio host slash footy person. I should know her name, but I don't who passed out at work during the week and sent it to me straight away with the, um, obviously, thinking straight away, jab-related, jab-related. Oh, look, she passed out at work on camera, jab-related. And that was his first response. And I read the article. She's scared of spiders. And they did a stunt where they got spiders out and tried to get a hold yeah. of And she passed out. I'm like, dude, you didn't even fucking read the article. Yeah, can't do that. And he's like, oh, fuck, like, my bad. Like, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I said, honestly, the only reason why I read everything, number one, naturally inquisitive. Number two, I don't want to say dumb shit on the podcast. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, like, we both, both sides fall into that trap all the time. But I do want to say to Red Pillars out there is that we need to embrace these new red pillars with yeah. open arms we need to bring them in the fold and we need to have empathy for where they've come from yeah. like and it's it's not their fault 100% uh, bring them in because that's the only thing that's going to stop us from happening again it's the yeah. only thing that's going to stop us like you know with this upcoming climate thing with this potential for d- yeah. domestic terrorism thing like we need to stick together we, we talk about all the time tinderbox events they yeah. do this on purpose divide and conquer is the oldest trick in the book yeah if we spend all of our time arguing with each other, we're not looking at who's really causing the problems. And why do you think it is that every... Like, we had literally two straight years where the only problem that existed in the world was COVID. Do you not find it coincidental that just as the narrative was starting to crumble, all of a sudden we got all this other shit. We got Ukraine, climate change, and now we've got domestic terrorism. Three massive issues. All just happened to happen in the last 12 months. Mm. When for the two years prior to that, it was all COVID. It's by design. And again, they create these situations, tinderbox events, two different sides, who when who anyone, if you pick a side, you're going to be right to a degree. Yeah. And you'll argue with each other. And instead of actually opening your eyes and going, all right, what's actually going on? We're too busy bickering. So red pillars 
welcome everyone back into the fold. Yeah. And when I say welcome everyone into the fold, I don't mean they have to come all over to red pill land. Guess what? You can learn some shit from the blue pillars too. Because not everything's a vaccine-related injury. Correct. Sometimes someone might be scared of a fucking spider. Yeah. Read the article. But like, come together, talk to each other as human beings. I, I, again, one of the things I spoke to uh, my parents about yesterday, when I really think back over COVID, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that people would say to people like in the street. Like yelling at people to put masks on mm. or... You know, everyone trying to police each other. And I was just like, if if COVID was never was not a thing, none of those people who did those things would have said anything. None of them. Yeah. But it was fear related and then they felt empowered to do so. Yeah. So look, a lot of mistakes were made in the last two years. We're all human beings, and like you said, it's not their fault. They had this massive behemoth juggernaut. Every angle was covered. Exactly. Attacking them from every angle. To make them believe a certain thing. You yeah. can't blame a few people for going along yeah. with it. So just be aware of nudge units. Be aware oh, of yeah. the, um, Keep your ear to the ground on, on, on narratives. Try, like, try, to, try to understand the gist of the story that is being That's right. propagated. And it's always... And protect it's, yourself. That nudge stuff is the key point for me too. Because what you picked up on this week with that first news story about the airport terminal, that's the nudge. Yeah. This is like... What you guys, if you've never worked in sales, what you might not understand is the question that gets asked at the end of like, do you want to buy the car or buy this product or whatever it is? They're, they've already planted many different things in your mind on the way to mm. that that particular um, point. And you won't, they won't, you, you won't even ask that question unless you've nudged. That's right. Unless, you've done unless you nudges. know you're going to get the right answer. Yeah. Like we used to even get taught, if you'd go like on a test drive, for example, ask people questions that they can only say yes to yeah because if someone says yes 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 they're far more likely to say yes when you ask them the big question but if they say no 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 and then you ask them if they want to buy it they're more likely to say no we were taught this stuff to sell a car Mm -hmm. (laughs) think about what these massive like cabals have done in the last couple of years i think they're just at least as sophisticated as the car sales industry right yeah um so yeah keep an eye out for anything that you think is seems you know, just a little bit out of out of the ordinary. Peel a couple layers back. Ask three more questions. Read articles. Look at who went the articles from or yep. sponsored by. Always, always look for financial conflicts of interest. Yep. That's one of Argue the, the other biggest side. things that you can look for is financial conflicts of interest. Is this person who's telling me the certain thing benefiting out of me believing them yes or no? It's one of the best places to start. Follow the money. Follow the money. And on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. See you next week.